Ari Lipsky was very excited that he he wrote yesterday's seminar lecture, so he sent me another one. And this one I happen to have had uh, I happen to have had notes on already. This was actually in the queue to do anyway, and uh, I was very proud that that uh, I was mechaving to pretty much everything he wrote kisay there, like like he wrote it. So we'll, we'll discuss this issue today, and that is the issue of makom kavua for tefillah. That the Gemara Masechus Brachas tells us, the Gemara Brachas Davavan Beis, Kala Koveya Makom Litfilaso. Anyone who sets a specific place for his tefillah, Elokei Avram BeEzro, the God of Avram will be his helper. Ukeshemais, and when such a person dies, Omrimlo, they say to him. A onav, a chassid. What a what a humble person. What a chassid that he had a specific place that he would daven every day. Mi talmidav shel Avram Avinu. He is from the talmidim of Avram Avinu. And how do I know that Avram Avinu is kaveh makom? Because the pasuk says vayashkim Avram baboker el hamakom asher amad sham veinamida el tefila that he went to the makom that he was omeid and omeid means tefila. So there was a makom that he would daven. So like we see vayamu pinchas vayipal. So you see that Amida means davening. Avram had a makom that he would uh, that he would always daven at. The Gemara later on in Maseches Brachos, just one daf later, tells us that if you're kaveh makom for your tefillah, then uh, his ayvim, his enemies are gonna gonna fall in front of him. It's a great bracha for a person to be kaveh makom for his for his tefillah. Now, the question is, what does this mean exactly? What does it mean to be Kaveh Makom for your tefillah, Rabbeinu? And, and, and secondly, once we know what it means, why is it such a big deal that you're such an anav? What does that have to do with humility when you're Kaveh Makom for your tefillah, that you're a chassid? What does that have to do with Avram Avinu? What, what's all this about? So, first, in terms of what does it mean, the Rabbeinu Yonah on Dav Gimlam Beis Bedape Arif, over there in Mesechus Brachos, Rabbeinu Yonah writes that the din, the, the Gemara statement, which is not really, doesn't sound like a din, but it is quoted by the Rambam and the Rishonim as a halacha, so we're going to assume it is a din of being kaveh makom for your tefillah is a din only when you're not in a makom tefillah, when you're not in a shul. A shul is a makom tefillah so the whole place is a makom kavua for tefillah, but when you're in your house and you have to daven b'yechidus in your house or something, so you're not going to be able to daven in a shul, that's what it's talking about. You should have a makom kavua within your house, that that's a place where you daven. But in a shul there's no need to have a specific spot in shul, the whole shul is a makom kavua for tefillah. That's how Tamid Rabbeinu Yonah writes. The Rosh in Simon Zayin over there, however, disagrees. The Rosh writes that it applies in shul specifically. That this halach is even when you're in shul, that you should have a place within the shul that you daven in. And we paskin like the like like both shitas in shulchanach we paskin like both that you should have a place when you daven in your house, and you should also have a place within shul that you daven. What's the nukudas hamachlokes? What are they arguing about? So it could be that they're arguing about what the idea is of being kaveh makom for your tefillah. Maybe whether the idea is to establish the place as a makom tefillah or whether it's to enhance your own personal concentration. If the idea is that you're, when you daven, it's not good enough that you're a daviner, but you need to be davening in a makom tefillah. So when you're in shul, the whole thing is a makom tefillah. You don't need to establish it as a makom tefillah. But when you're in your home, you need to establish it as a makom tefillah. That's why you need, because otherwise it's a home. That's why you need to be koveya makom. Ari pointed out a, a maramakom, I was not aware of the Shevet Alevi in Chelek Yud, Simon Kof Lamed Hay, thinks he goes even a step further. He thinks that when you construct a house, that it's royal 
lahachmir to designate a makom within your house as your tefillah place, and that place will have extra halachos, extra stringencies of uh, not using for tashma shall be zayon, not using for other things because that's your tefillah place. You make this a makom of tefillah. But as I said, that would seem to fit much. That that would seem to be the idea of the Rabbeinu Yona. The rush, on the other hand, seems to say that no, that it's not about making the place a special place for tefillah. It's a very practical thing that if you are in a new location, davening in a new spot every day, so you're going to be easily distracted because there are new things going on around you all the time that you uh, that, that you're not used to. There are new new sights to see. But when you're in the same place every day and you're in a groove that that's always the place where you go, you're already very familiar with the area around you. So then it's going to be much less distracting. The Aruch Hashulchan writes in Simon Sadi Siv Chav Gimel that according to Rabbi Yonah that the point is to daven in the same place on a regular basis. So Lechora you shouldn't go from one shul to another. You shouldn't be going if you have uh, three, four shuls in your neighborhood. You shouldn't be hopping around from one to the other every time you want to daven. You should pick a shul that should be your makom and that's your makom kavua. Even if within the shul you don't need a specific place, but maybe uh, you should at least have a specific a specific shul that that you uh, that you go to. Now the um, the Magen Avram. The Magen Avram writes that the, what's the definition of makom for its tefillah? So the Magen Avram says that the definition of makom is anywhere within Dalit Amos. So that could be very practical. Let's say you come into shul and somebody's already sitting in your makom. So it's obviously not the right thing to do to throw them out. I shouldn't say obviously. Why is it so obvious that it's not the right thing to do to throw them out of your seat and say, not obviously you wouldn't physically throw them out, but to say, excuse me, that's my makom for tefillah. Why, why am I assuming that you shouldn't tell them since it's such a big Indian to be kovea makom for tefillah? Shlomo Zalman in Halicha Shlomo goes so far as to say that it's more important to have a, a makom for tefillah than, than to say psuke de zimra at all. It's more important to have a makom for tefillah than, uh, than to daven tefillah b'tzibur, or Shlomo Zalman writes. So these are, this is a very important Indian. So why shouldn't you throw the guy out? So in Chashukei Chemer and Brachas, the Zayim Nambez of Zilberstein writes three possible reasons why you shouldn't throw the guy out. First of all, uh, the, uh, sefer, the, 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 the Sefer Mitzvah Sakatan writes that there's a Mitzvah Lehovah Sager, and the Sefer Mitzvah says that that the Sefer Mitzvah says that doesn't only apply to a ger, but anyone who's uh, who's a stranger, anyone who's an outsider in in that area, you have a special mitzvah to show him ava. So when you go out of your way to make him uncomfortable, to say, "Excuse me, that's my seat," so you're making him uncomfortable, and therefore uh, the the idea of being kavei makom would not trump the uh, the iser. Of, uh, of, 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 of being mean to someone who's obviously not a regular in that place. Second reason, the Torah and the Shulchan say that we are le- when there's a Tzorach Gadol, when there's a great need, you're allowed to move your Makom for Tefillah. So L'chora, in the Aruch HaShulchan, quotes Simon Sadi, Sif Chav Gimel, whenever there's a Tzorach Gadol, L'chora, not embarrassing another Jew, not making someone feel bad, is enough of a Tzorach Gadol to, to change your Makom. And uh, Ari points out that Rabbi Zweig, Rabbi Yochanan Zweig from uh, Miami, points out out that, uh, that, that it, it, being Kovea Makom is for what? It's to aid you in being Makabal Peneshchina. It's to aid you in greeting in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, right? What does Avram Avinu teach us about Kabbalah's Peneshchina? That when an Oreach comes, when a guest comes, but you're in the middle of being Makabal Peneshchina, Avram Avinu teaches us, you leave the Kabbalah's Peneshchina and you go greet the guest. Here you have a guest sitting in your seat. The whole point, the whole kunt of being Kovea Makom for Yitzvila is to greet the Shechina. So what, you're going to humiliate a guest so that you could, you could greet the Shechina better. That's and that's the be me talmidav shel Avram Avinu. You should be me if you want to be kaveh makom to be from the talmidim of Avram Avinu. Then uh, then how we treat guests should be a little bit more important than that. 
But what's the reason for this? Why is it that we have to have a makom kavua? So I, what I was mentioning is the mugin of Ram, that if it only has to be within four amos, so if someone's sitting in your seat, sit right, sit down right next to them. That would also work, right? You don't have to, uh, you don't have to, you know, obviously you wouldn't ask them to leave, but it would be best if you would sit within four amos of your, of your regular makom. Now, what are the, what's the reason for the, for this, uh, for this minhag, or for this din, I should say, of being kavea makom? So, uh, Four or five different possibilities. The Me'iri writes that it's just a din concentration, din kavana. Much easier to have kavana when you're in the same place over and over again. The Iun Yaakov says, though, that it's a sign of humility because you're showing that uh, that that unlike Bilam Harasha, who every time he davened, he davened from a different place because he never knew which one was going to work. You're showing that you're trusting Hakadosh Baruch Hu, that you're just putting, you're not trying to do any. There's no shtick, there are no tricks. There's not. You're just trusting Hakadosh Baruch Hu. You go to the same place over and over again, and it's not about uh, pushing the right buttons. Uh, Ari points out that the Sfas Emes has a beautiful, uh, beautiful explanation. This one, I was not, I was not aware of this Sfas Emes. Sfas Emes points out that the Gemara right before this talks about the importance of davening with a minion and how Hashem loves tefillah b'tzibur more than the, the tefillah of a yachid. Why? So when you daven with a minion, your tefillah gets packaged together with everybody, with, with everybody else's tefillahs. And, that, uh, that, and such a tefillah as a group has, uh, is, is much more helpful than any tefillah an individual could ever offer. So says the Sfas Emes, when a person always davens in the same place, Hashem it brings to mind, to Hashem's mind, Kaviyachal, all of the other tefillahs you've ever offered in that place. So it also creates a package. Not a package of you with other people, but of all of your previous tefillahs. Hashem collecting all of your tears and all of your tefillahs in, uh, in one area, in one spot, and it's, uh, in, that, in that way it has a profound impact. The Tzlach, the author of Nodvidin, it's Tzlach in Brachas Davavim Beis, says that uh, the sign of humility is that it's, it's, uh, you're showing that you need that place to raise your tefillah. Meaning by, by being Kovea Makum, you're showing that you don't have this great confidence that whenever I call God, wherever I call Him from, it doesn't matter, He's always going to answer me. You're by, by being Makbid about, about always going back to, the, say, to a holy place, to a place that's a Makum Kadosh, you're showing that that place is very meaningful because without it your tefillah may not be listened to and that's a sign of humility he says similar to, Avra, to Avram Avinu because Avram Avinu got answered in his own merit Avram Avinu didn't have any zechus there was nothing else he could bank on other than his own zechus so if you're someone who's so humble who thinks that you need that your own zechus isn't enough then you're going to be from like Avram Avinu then you're going to be Mitzvah Avram Avinu where HaKadosh Baruch is going to listen to your tefillah through your, through your own zechus that's how the, the, tzlach, the tzlach says um, the Marsha writes that it, it indicates that you're directly reliant on a Kodesh Baruch Hu when you're uh, when you're Kaveh Makam a lot of uh, different different ideas. Now Kavachayim and Simon Sadi Sivkat and Kuf Yudches says what if you what if you're in an area in davening where there are a lot of other people that are making noise that are distracting your tefillah. So says Kavachayim if the whole point of being Kaveh Makam is to make it less distracting because it's an area that you're familiar with like the rush holds that even within a shul you're supposed to be Kaveh a Makom so then obviously if that makom is the most distracting makom, then obviously you should move out of that makom. Then, uh, then you would not say, "This is my makom kavu. I have to stay here, no matter uh, no, no matter what happens." And finally, just close with this: another interesting idea that uh, that Ari mentions, I was unaware of, and that is that the. Um, the same passage that the Gemara uses to tell us that Avram made sure to go back to Davin in the same place, the context is that it's Avram Avinu's tefillah after he Davin for Sodom and Amorah to be saved, and he wasn't listened to, Sodom and Amorah were destroyed, and he goes back to that same Makom. 
So maybe the, the, the message is that when one is Kaveya Makam for his tefillah, he's showing an anivus in that we don't feel a sense of entitlement in our tefillah. We know that even when the answer is no from a Kodesh Baruch Hu, we still have to go back and daven again. We don't say that, uh, that oh, our tefillahs don't work and just give up. That's the idea of humility, that Hashem doesn't have to answer yes every time we daven. And we're still going to go back to the same makom to, uh, to daven. So again, the yikr is that we should have a makom that's, uh, that's appropriate, both which shul we choose and where we sit in that shul should be a makom that's conducive to kavana bitfila, a makom that's con- conducive to HaKadosh Baruch to connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and our whole tefillah should be out of a sense of anivus, a sense of the humility that one needs when, uh, when, when approaching the Rebbe Shalom. I often say that when you walk into a shul, you should immediately be able to pick out where the appropriate place to sit is. If you see a bunch of guys schmoozing in the back, so if you sit there, obviously you're going to end up schmoozing also. You're going to end up or at least with a serious temptation. Don't try to look for your best friend and sit next to him. You do that at the Kiddush or whatever, after davening, you try to try to find your best friend to talk to. But if you try to find your best friend, it's obviously going to cause a greater temptation. That's the great thing about being a rabbi is you get to sit all by yourself. You sit and no, there's no temptation. It's very easy for rabbis to give muslim about kavanah and silo because who's going to, about talking during davening, who's going to talk to me? So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's much, much easier. But these are, these are things that we should keep in mind in general as we go into shuls.